Welcome to another edition of Two Guys and a Bottle of or whatever you're having. What's happening? What's going on? <laughs> you bought it! Ay, ay, ay. Getting a little excited up in the studio. Brought your yelling voice tonight. Hold yeller. Is that in, is that in uh, in in lieu of uh, Biden's latest pick for administration? So you can have some more <laughs> yeah. more yelling, more oh. yelling from Janet. Oh yeah, Janet <laughs> from another planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talking about planets, uh, Jupiter and uh, Saturn are kind of duking it out there for the uh, for the thing out there in outer space uh, towards the Earth or something. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, I think that was supposed to be what was Twan telling us the twenty first. 21st. 21st, I believe it was. You're going to see the the Star of Bethlehem for the first time in 800 years. Oh, say can you see (laughs) the Star of Bethlehem? (laughs) No. Yes. Yeah. Is that that, that it? That's not it. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Is that not? That's not it. I don't think that's the one. Oh, Christmas P. Oh, Christmas P. You, you guys know the Christmas pee. It's when you ate too much food and you're laying on the couch and you don't want to get up to go to the bathroom. And you got that pee sitting right there. <laughs> you don't want to get up. Right. But you still got to get up. It's like, oh, Christmas pee. Oh, Christmas pee. I don't want to get off my couch and go to the bathroom. Nice. You think that's nice. You should hear my top 11. I, I know. I know. I saw you working on something. I that, know. Uh, I was working on this earlier. Going to get stay stupid t- up stay in Stay tuned here. for that. Stay tuned up in here. <laughs> We're going to change the song lyrics to the song titles and everything else, and yeah, it'll be fun. What you got in you, man? Ah, uh, I think it's probably just about this time. I like it. I knew. I, I knew you'd. I knew you'd like it. Well, it's my favorite part of the show. It is. It is. <laughs> we get this out of the way, and then we can just head home, right? Yep. That's Two guys in a bottle of. All right, show's over. Play the. Uh, play the outro. We're done. All right, you guys. Have a good night. We appreciate you for showing up. You guys have a merry Christmas and a happy new year. And uh, yeah, back to the old Jack Daniels. <sighs> There's nothing wrong with that. Man. No, not there at was all. N- there was nothing wrong with it in the first place. Never. Never. Yeah. It's good for you. I'm pretty sure. I'm. I'm almost convinced it's the cure for the COVID. Keeps me. Uh, keeps me pretty safe. Anyways. I know. Keep enough I, of that flowing through my veins, and I'm all set. And we did a segment on that where uh, the whiskey was uh, really good for you. You know, keeps the uh, impurities out. That's right. That's keeps right. the evil spirits in, but it keeps the, <laughs> uh, you know, the other stuff out. <laughs> It works. It, it works. works. That's that's my that's my whiskey, uh, my story. I'll stick to it. it uh, whiskey with a e e y or just a y. Yeah. Remember yeah. episode? What was that? Episode sixty four. Yeah. Sixty three. Sixty four. Sixty three. Sixty four. Covering the whiskeys. Yeah. Wait till we get to episode three hundred. Ay ay ay. Seems like a long ways off. I have a hard a hard time believing we're actually at episode sixty seven, but that's uh. That was Here the year I was born, sixty-seven. Well, there you go. There you go. Fifty-three. So that, that shot was in honor of your uh, of your birth year. How's that? My birth year. I'm going to celebrate uh, on episode sixty-seven. <laughs> celebrate it all year. <laughs> I'm going to celebrate my whole birthday for the whole year. 
What do you think about that? Ah, I like it. I, I like it. it. I like it. I like it a lot. I know. I just told the robot bartenders, I just wish him a happy birthday week. Because mm. once you're over 50, that's how you do it, for sure. You don't You've have been to doing be, a pretty good job. You don't have to do a birthday. You do a birthday week. Oh, or a month. Yeah, or, or a year. month. Or a year. Or, yeah. It, it, yeah it, you know, the rules have changed. <laughs> <laughs> Everything has changed. You know. Well, speaking of changes, I'll tell you what, I really like this one. This is uh this this one might directly affect me if they put this into effect. What I'm not getting employee of the week or employees who choose to work remotely now should pay a tax to help people that cannot. <laughs> okay. Because we're not us remote workers are no longer out there spending gas money and and going out to lunch and buying dress clothes so they decided that uh, remote workers need to be taxed now so they have to add a tax for for anybody that's working remotely so that that, that you know there's always got to be a way to tax you so that that'll be the the new latest and greatest tax that they want to levy on you and I've talked about that a few times. Uh, you don't even want to get me started no. on $500. You know, the guy gets $500 a week in your tax. Yeah, you don't want. You end up with about 320 bucks. That's it. Yeah, on I 500 all year long. Woohoo! I hear you. And then you get to wait to get your little $1,200 uh, tax return, you know, that you got to pay someone to do your fucking taxes. And yeah, it's all fun and games until... Uh, you know, you add it all up, and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> no. And then you go, well, why do I, why do I pay taxes? No. Anything. Uh, best advice I can give anybody is become a sovereign citizen. There you go. <laughs> Just like me. <laughs> I'm a sovereign citizen since 1999. I fought the IRS, and uh, look it all up. And uh, if you don't believe me, uh, do your research. That's all I got to say. Yeah. I don't want to get into it. Do you want to get into it? No. You know, taxes? No, I didn't think no, so. No, I no. mean we got we got funnier. And other... there, there'll be there'll be plenty of other tax conversations to come. I'm sure it's as, coming. Uh, yeah, there's there's going to be more to come. I, I... Even though that the new transition and the uh, new uh, president uh, ish to come uh, forward uh, is implementing different things that we are not accustomed to, um, uh, might change our lives forever. Uh, if we don't do something different and uh, maybe at this time uh, you will see a revolution and um, IRS might just be abolished in about 10 years if uh, Senator Ted Cruz has his way. There you go. True story. Yep. He is an advocate for you know the tax uh, IRS. Well, I've always said that there should be just a flat tax, and why we can't just get to that point. I understand the point of taxes, but uh, you know all of these taxes, ups and downs, and different taxes for different people. I mean, why do you think we had a revolution? It's, it's you know taxes are taxation without representation. I mean, yeah, you know, that that's why we had the Boston Tea Party. That's why we had a revolution. That's why all the stuff you know. Uh, existed why we are is and, it time uh, for my history lesson well no i'm just saying uh this is you know you want to change the nation you want to change the rules you want to change the laws and uh this seems to be the time that uh everybody's stepping up and doing that and uh you know there's not a lot of people that are on board you know the USSS uh minnow minnow <laughs> <laughs> so 
I, What's you up? know, so there's a, there's a, a good question. Speaking of the SS Minnow, <laughs> yeah, so here's a, here's one to ponder that I just heard the other day. I believe it was go on a three from hour, my boss. You want to go on a three hour cruise? If you have a <laughs> if you have a scientist that's on the island with you that can build a a ham radio out of out of uh, tin foil and and bubble gum, why can't he why can't he figure out how to patch a hole in a boat? Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. I did. Welcome to Fantasy Island. I'm your host, Dr. Rook, and this is my sidekick, which I just kicked him off the dock because he's so little that I don't need him anymore. <laughs> Bye-bye, tattoo. <laughs> Wrong show. Wrong show. That's I know. Right. That's all right. That was the plane. The plane. Hey, boss, the plane, the plane. The plane blew up in the air. We don't know why. The other one he gave us to ponder, I think you'll like this one. So, you know, peanut oil is made from peanuts, right? Oh. Vegetable oil is made from vegetables. So what is baby oil made from? <laughs> I did not expect that this early in the show. Well, just, <laughs> just things things he gave me to ponder the other day in our morning meeting. So I, you know, I thought I'd share it with everybody because I, I've been pondering it ever since. And I'm not sure how they make baby oil. And I'm not sure if I want to see. That's good stuff. I can hear the little voices right now. <laughs> No. Voices. No. <laughs> well, here's some good news for you. I hope uh, I hope you're happy. Uh, you know, officially this week, the McRib is back at McDonald's. McRib. McRib. They putting pickles on that motherfucker? I don't know. Because I tell you what, don't put pickles on the chicken stuff that comes from KFC. Don't put pickles. Don't pick. <laughs> if I want pickles, I'll ask for pickles. But don't just. Put them on there. You know what I mean? The chicken sandwiches, the things from KFC, the McRibs and all that. They, 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 everything's got pickles on it now. Yep. I mean, is there abundance of pickles that they just can't get rid of and they're just putting them on everything? Looks like there's pickles and onions on that picture there. So Okay. McRib with pickles and onions. <laughs> you got to race right down there and get a couple of those. Cause... You know what? I passed on McDonald's earlier, and I'm going to pass on it now. <laughs> I don't blame you one yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I was kind of on board with you. I heard I got the McDonald's call, and I said, yeah, I think I'm good. Yeah, I don't want the, <laughs> I don't, Mc, I don't want the McShits. I got a show to do, and you know, I might as well. Honestly, you know, typically what happens anyways, I don't know why I even eat the stuff when I go to McDonald's. I might as well just skip the man and just throw it right straight in the toilet as soon as I pick you it do. up. You do. I don't. I mean, no you, reason to unwrap it and go through the chewing motion you <laughs> just <laughs> you get, it's like you just inhale it and then it just comes out the other end yep. and it's like really why did i even waste my money yeah my cash money not my credit card money because i got a lot of credit card money that i could borrow but if I, if i'm limited on cash man you better watch out in the new cash world you know what i'm saying i do know, you know what you're where saying. i'm going man because exactly. the bars and the restaurants and the 10 percent of the the waitresses and the bartenders and everybody else that works in this industry, industry, uh, that's going away, and uh, we're headed towards a new world order. You know, it's going to be credit card or debit card or dining card or whatever they called it back in the fifties when this whole thing first started. Back, yeah, in, uh, you know, yep. whatever. Uh, yeah, that's going to be it. You know, the microtrips, the uh, currency uh, of the new uh, future is going to be uh, Bitcoin and. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, you know what I'm saying. I do. It's just there's going to be there, it's cryptocurrency. It's just going to be the ones and the zeros. It's going to be binary code. And we talked about this right before the show started. So, yeah, you know the cash. You know you got to get they they're getting rid of it. And uh, you know we got a coin shortage. 
That's why we're talking about the uh, silver and the other things. Uh, right. You know, hold right. on to that. Hold on to some of that stuff. For sure. You know, whether they like it or not. I mean, and who else? There, there might be a uh, uh, conspiracy where other countries are getting hold of our silver and our gold and uh, trying to deplete us of uh, our uh, our resources. You know, even though we are the number one resource of gas, oil, and other things, um, and for the next 30 years, you know, right? Right. But there are certain things that we have, other countries have. I mean, it, it's a giant world out there. And you know what? We should just all just get along and share, you know, back to the barter system, which I said many, many episodes again. You know, you might have this. I might need that. You you need that. I might have that. And we should just share. It, it, it'd be a, a lot better world in my eyes, you know. Sure. If everybody just shared, you know, shared the truth. I think there's too many watered down bullshit. Too many greedy people out there for everybody to share. I think there is. Everybody wants more, 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 and take care of themselves. So, I think you're right. I think that would be a that would be a tough world to operate. Right, but if I was president, <laughs> you gotta yeah. you gotta get to the mayor spot first. You gotta, I know. You gotta I'm, start somewhere. 2024. I'm running for mayor, there man. I swear to God, I gotta get an address in that. Yeah. In that. Yep. Yep, time for you to move. Yeah, time to move. I'm time to move. Little bitter, bittersweet alley. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, I, did I do. Deep dive on the. Uh, oh yeah, that was good stuff. It's time to move. So did you see who we lost this week? Darth Vader. We did too. Son of a. We did too. At the age of eighty-five, Luke. I am your you father. Failed me for the last time, Admiral. <sighs> yep, yep. At the age of eighty-five, so. Yeah, I mean what that was, was quite a David David David, uh, David Prowse. David Prowse. Everybody everybody uh, thought it was uh, James Earl Jones or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. Doing, uh, Darth Vader. Yeah, no, David Prowse. He was a uh, actor and bodybuilder, and he his his claim to fame was he was the he was in the original Star Wars trilogy. Very cool, which I own on CD or DVD and VHS. Just by the way, I have both. Of the three originals. Okay. Yeah. I have uh, the uh, trilogy with uh, VHS and DVDs. So, pretty cool. Yeah, it was a huge, man, Star Wars was cool back when you were a kid, right? It, it was. You know? I it mean, was. There was, yeah. nothing, there was nothing like it out there back then. Six know? foot seven. <laughs> so, and and just so <laughs> to clear up, clear up what you said. I thought that was um, J- Chewbacca. James Earl Jones did well, didn't provide he die? the voice. He, the, uh, Chewbacca died too. Yes, the character. Yeah, remember that was like a, earlier this summer. Yeah, like yep. a, yeah, a couple months, uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah, even though even though Prowse um, played the part of Darth Vader, he didn't speak. That was James Earl Jones's voice. So he did the voiceover for him, but uh, but the part was played by uh, played by David Prowse. So there is no lip syncing going on there. Yeah, well, you, couldn't. you don't really see his lips at all, so <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Darth Vader's lips. Was that a is that a trivia question? I mean, have you ever seen Darth Vader's lips? Have you ever seen Darth Vader's lips? <laughs> no. You have failed me for the last time. <laughs> Not bad. Not, Not bad. bad. You can't see my lips, but I don't like Luke or Leia or Obi Wan Kenobi, and you know what? I'm just gonna start crying because. I don't know who's my son and who's my daughter because <laughs> I've been around the galaxy a hundred times, man. I've been with so many weird women, man. It's like, 
Captain Kirk's got nothing on me, man. It's like <laughs> I've been with some green girls and some black girls and some different planets, man. And it's like, oh, <laughs> I'm having a breakdown. I can't. <laughs> I can't do this. Just cut. Just cut. <laughs> cut. Can you imagine? You know, no, <laughs> just no, I cannot. No, I mean, <laughs> if it's true to your heart, and it's like if, if your acting's coming true to the heart, and it's like reality, like you know, you might have done this a few times, you know, I mean, you might be able to play that part, right? But, you know, anyways, we're all sad to lose Darth Vader's absolutely, voice. yeah, Darth Vader's voice. You know, we're sad to lose him. <laughs> well, you were talking I can, about, I can uh, carry on though, I can do it. I know, I'm aware, I know. Did you hear that? <laughs> I thought, this I, is real stuff, man. I, I thought we were putting this. you back in the Sons of Anarchy show first, though. I had another guy walked up to me the other day, and he goes, "Man, you are you're Cray. What was that guy's name? Cray or something from Anarchy? Or, um, uh, the one that killed himself in suicide in the last episode that ran him. That guy. But I've also been compared to uh, Ron Perlman that played uh, the other guy. Right. There. Yeah. And I'm like, so who am I? Am I uh, that guy or am I this guy? Well, you and your brother could be both, and you know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, maybe you got a point. You know, maybe you got a point, but uh, you know, I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> right, right, right. Never took the acting lessons until we started this podcast. <laughs> you still haven't. No, we still haven't. <laughs> oh, there's a knee slapper, man. That's good stuff. So we were talking before we started the show. We were talking about uh, Alligator Alley and all that down in yes. Florida. You ever seen one like this? Like this, thirteen foot massive alligator. The duck hunters, the duck hunters were getting pissed because they were out there trying to hunt duck, and the alligator kept coming up right next to their boat and snatching the duck out of out of the water. Thirteen foot long monster. No, that's a good size alligator. I think I'd. Uh, I, I don't mean, think I. I. I don't think I'd wait it out. I think I'd be gone if there was a thirteen foot alligator coming up next to my boat biting duck. All right, so here, so here, <laughs> no, thank I, you. Right, so here's the thing. Do you know the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? Um, no. Crocodiles are saltwater. Alligators are freshwater. Aha. Uh-huh. Alligators can only hang out in the freshwater part of the ecosystem. Okay. Alligator crocodiles can survive in freshwater and saltwater in the oceans. That's why you'll not see a lot of crocodiles because there's not a lot of uh, that coastland where there's a lot of saltwater. Uh, uh, things going on right now because uh, it, America is eroding, whether you like it or not. Florida beaches, um, Alabama, Mississippi, the coastline um, is eroding and very fast. I think it's three feet or four feet or six feet a year or something like that. Okay. But the uh, crocodiles and the alligators are both adapting into, um, same with the bull sharks that are adapting to freshwater and saltwater. It's a amphibious uh, translation uh, and morphation into, <laughs> no, I mean, really it is. I mean, the species will evolve to their environment. Well, sure they will. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's kind of weird that things that only would uh, come up in freshwater, that's where they were. And then all of a sudden you're seeing uh, rivers and stuff. And, and here's the thing. I don't know if anybody knows it, but all all rivers flow to the sea. You know what I mean? Correct. Yeah. There's no incoming saltwater 
um, into the mainlands. All the fresh water goes into the ocean. They're rivers. But when things get backed up and you see all this flooding, Mother Nature's getting pissed off, which she gets pissed off a lot, right? Yep. She does. Yep. Yeah. So when when these rivers and stuff start um, back flowing and whatever, and there's half salt water, half fresh water, uh, the bull sharks and the crocodiles and everything else, uh, you, you kind of mess up the ecosystem, and they keep swimming upstream, you know. And uh, the further they get inland, man, you're going to see some weirdness going on, man, because it just, it just is. But that's the difference between a crocodile and, a, and, a, and an alligator, just so you know. Very good. Yeah, pretty cool. It is, and I think I knew that at one point, but it wasn't anything I retained. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it sure isn't. Well, I thought you'd like this one. I thought of you when I saw this uh, this lovely picture. Did you see the- uh, Miller Lite. The, the new beer that uh, uh, Progressive Farmhouse Ales is putting out, or put out last week? It's the new Big Gretch. Oh, the new uh, Greta Van Fleet beer. <laughs> yeah. From Frankenmuth. Yeah. Big Gretch with her sunglasses and her and her uh her gold chain and uh you know, the new the new Big Gretch beer with the uh with the governor on it. So sorry they already sold out, but they promised they would make more. I'm sure you need that for your collection. I know you're I know you're a big fan of the Gov, so I wanted to make sure you didn't miss out on that one and keep an eye to make sure you get your, your big gretch when it shows up. You know what? I'd rather lose an eye than go buy that beer. You could. I'd rather sacrifice one of my eyes than go buy that beer. So I'm not. And even if you told me to keep an eye out for it, I couldn't because I would sacrifice my eye. You get rid of that eye. I would get rid of it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. I would never support that. So. <laughs> but on a not serious, a fan. Not a fan. Okay. Fair but, enough. Oh, no, but I am a fan of uh, Greta Van Fleet that is out of Frankenmuth, Michigan, which I just read a pretty cool article. Um, Jack White, Mr. Big Daddy from Detroit, said, uh, you know what? He goes, I know you guys sound a little bit like Led Zeppelin and all that. And uh, he goes, and Jack White's, you know, quote, unquote, he goes, that shit will pass. You know, it'll it'll go. So uh, Greta Van Fleet um, has a new album out, The Gates of the Garden something the guards uh whatever it is the something of the garden gate or whatever so i listened to the first track that they released and it was pretty freaking cool man but they can't escape and here's here's the weird part of this whole band this greta van fleet and the stigma and the other things that surround this band man robert plant and led zeppelin and the whole things and he's like Robert Plant said, you know, on the release of this album, he goes, I need to find a less, uh, least favorite band than Greta Van Fleet that sounds like me or us or whatever. And it's very hard to duplicate history, you know, and make that sound. I mean, Van Halen was Van Halen. Black Sabbath is Black Sabbath. But you try to reduplicate Led Zeppelin, that's like Mission Impossible, dude. You know, but Greta keeps doing it. And I listen to the soundtrack. Uh, for the first release of their album and I was going exactly sounds like Led Zeppelin again and Robert Plant commented Jack White comment and what they what uh, what these guys did is they you know they were so secluded from uh, in the article that I read they were so secluded in uh, different things uh, in their in their lives you know from Frankenmuth it's just a very small town I've been there a hundred times the Christmas uh, capital of uh, Michigan they relocated to Nashville. That's, right. Yeah, they're in Nashville now. And um, there's like so, you know, 
their eyes are open. They 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 get to explore. They get to do things and stuff like that. And uh, Jack White has transplanted to Nashville too, and he's like, "Let that shit pass. It'll pass." But you keep putting out stuff that sounds like Led Zeppelin, you know, revisited. I need those cherished memories from Led Zeppelin. I don't want another band that sounds like Led Zeppelin. I don't think they do that much. You know, I, I there there's parts of it that I that I would say they do, but um, for the most part, I really think they have their own sound. Um, and I know they've been accused of copying Led Zeppelin and all that thing. I don't think that's true. I really and, don't. I, I think that's just the and exactly the uh, style um, that they have to a certain extent. And it you know, and like we've talked before, it has a lot to do with influences. And you know, and the, I've said before on the podcast, I said they were not influenced by Led Zeppelin. No. They were heavily, heavily influenced by Aerosmith. Yep. And that that's weird that uh, Aerosmith that transition bleeds into led zeppelin in the way that they sound sure and sure. when i listened to that track today and uh i was like man it's just so jimmy page you know <laughs> and then right after that i listened to a, a version of uh, uh 2000 uh when uh jimmy page and um robert plant uh did uh cashmere okay and i was like boom and then i listened to the track from greta van fleet and i was like you still guys got that freaking stigma from led zeppelin i don't yeah. care how much you think you want to train or or change or rearrange or whatever it's like you still you're carrying that stigma from led zeppelin and you know i don't know how long that's going to carry you guys or, or or whatever but uh they swear on this uh this new album that they've they've gone a little bit more political a little bit more uh psychedelical um they're you know philosophical you know type of stuff you know and there's more incorporated in the lyrics and stuff and uh so yeah i haven't heard the whole entire album but it's something to the uh lead way to the um garden gate okay it's, yeah that's okay. what it is you like greta i do yeah. yeah no i do i do i i i like their i think they have a very um i think they have a very original style um and, and to me to my mind one thing we don't have in this world anymore is we don't have any new emerging rock bands. I mean, rock and roll has kind of gone to the wayside in so many ways. And so just to, whether they sound For Rizzle, like... my shenizzle. You know, whether they sound like Led Zeppelin or whether they're trying to mimic them or not, regardless, um, to, to me, it is just nice to hear some guys get out there, some young guys, and a new band, for the most part. They're, and I mean, that's they've what been it around is. a while, but just to go out there and rock. And, and that's what it is. We're we, losing that rock. We just haven't had it in so long. And so it's, and the, it, it is good to hear you know, something along that lines that, that's been missing for so long. And part of the article was like they, they're all uh, programmed chords. You know, you can just press keyboard and, you know, you play a C or a D or E or F. There's no mistakes. There's nothing flawed. You know, everything is perfect in this new mm -hmm. music. You know, there's nothing, you know, like mm, raw and talent. Yep. And, you know, everything, all you got to do is press a keyboard thing and everything is perfect and, you know... We, I don't want that sound anymore. I listened to vinyl all day yesterday, dude, and my deep dive uh, is pretty cool coming at you a little bit. But you know what? That's that's the sound on the vinyls that you don't get back. And we, me and Juan talked about this earlier, is that, um, you know, we went from 8-tracks uh, albums, and, and he's looking at the 45s that we were jamming out uh, last week, remember? Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. so we're listening to the 45s jamming out and uh he's like where do you where do you put the needle where do you where do you, where's the start where's the front where and i'm going no that's one isn't, song on isn't that, that funny? side and then you flip it over and there's another song on that side and he's all and he told me he goes we never had a record player in my house ever and i was like bullshit man your freaking mom, robot bartender, never had a, a record player in the house. And he's like, nope. Now they're both, I'm looking right at them and they're both shaking their heads and going, no, we never had a record player in the house. I was like, who didn't have a record player in the house? Yeah, I know. Everything yeah. was albums or eight tracks. Yep. And then we morphed into uh, cassettes. After cassettes, we went to CDs and then we went to digital. Same time, basically CDs were coming out. Digital was kind of coming out. And that and that's where we're at now. Isn't that so, funny though? I mean, to listen like, to listen to a millennial look at that look at that black disc and go, okay, I don't understand how you put a put a piece of plastic on top of a piece of plastic and sound comes out from it. Yeah, you know? it's, it's like just, a huge CD. It's like it's the biggest forty five CD I've ever seen. How do yeah. you you can't put you can't put that in a CD player? <laughs> and and you know and so it's, where do you? He's like, where do you where do you start? What do you what do you do? And I'm going, are you serious, yeah. man? You never listen to a freaking record, and it's man. a neat concept because you know I don't know if you if no, you have one story. in your family, but in 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 my mom's house, she actually has a Victrola um, mm. that sits there in the corner. I mean, it's more of a with the big horn with the yeah with the, the big thing, yep, the big thing coming yep. out, and, and it's a needle and just and kinda... it's actually a piece of metal that rides. You know, I mean, a stick, a, a needle that sits on the end of that and and plays music off of that record. You know, it's just it's just yeah, it is an interesting concept. But yeah, for somebody that's never seen it, and never grew up with it before. Well, remember the a... home stereo systems were the it was the TV entertainment center, record players, speakers. Mm -hmm. um, you could put the A track right down in in into it. Damn yep. it. And uh, he had a record player, <laughs> and he had the speakers, and it was an entertainment center, and it was the whole big thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. I remember listening to that Queen. God Save the Queen, I think, was the album. Yep. And, uh, man, I remember listening to that on those big, huge speakers my mom had with a record player and an A-track player in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we crank it, man. I know it. I know it. That was one of the first albums I ever listened to. That okay, was, that was the you know that put me down my path to music. So very cool. Well, you know, while we're on the subject of music, I just wanted to share well, this with this. you because um, I, I thought this was so cool. You know, and here we are in the uh, in the world of of you know the world we're in. I mean, everybody being locked up and locked down and and uh, you know not participating, but. Uh, this is uh, the U of M marching band, which I've always been a big fan of anyways, but the U of M marching band for uh, last week's show put this together. And what is so cool about this is um, when, I, when I show you the last screen, basically how they did this is they all went in their own individual spots. They recorded their own parts of these pieces of these songs that they did. Really? And you'll, you'll see, you know, like the drum major here, they all recorded everything individually, and then the producer put everything together, and and then you put know, this, put and this, then together, put this whole really video cool. out. It's like a whole collage. Of, it uh, is a whole collage, and so then you've got the announcer announcing the whole thing. Well, let's play for a minute.
Next, we honor our medical professionals, brave men and women on the front lines who stood up and were not afraid. To assist us in our tribute to the frontline heroes, the Michigan Band is proud to present a very special guest. I'm Juwan Howard, head coach of the Michigan men's basketball team. I want to join the Michigan Marching Band in thanking members of our medical community, the doctors, nurses, physicians assistants, technicians, and everyone who has played a role in keeping us safe and healthy throughout the pandemic. These folks have risked their own health to care for us. They are true heroes. So to each of you, on behalf of all of Michigan basketball, our deepest thanks. Go Blue. So yeah, I mean, it just, it was, it's, you know, and I won't, I won't make you listen to this whole thing. I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's almost an eight minute video, but, um, just to listen, you know, to to all of all of that, and look at all of these people in their space, and you think we have a production nightmare? Just putting right. this show together sometimes. Could you imagine when that right. poor producer saw that? You know, because look here, He's like, hey, whoa, 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 let me whoa, scan. Whoa, 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 whoa. Watch this when we get to the end here, and I'll share this with everybody on the on the links on the show. This but, is on uh, YouTube. But look at look at this. It is on YouTube. But look at this. You know, as we get to the end. Holy the, moly! Look at the claws going on there. Everybody I mean, that came together. Yep. Individually. Yeah. Individually, but all together. So, it is pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. It's a nice tribute. They did some good stuff with it. Down um, to the frontline heroes. It was a nice tribute, too. But yeah, I'll, nice. I'll, I'll make sure I put a link to that. But that, that caught my eye. That was from, uh, they did it as a prelude to uh, last week's Michigan game. So. Yeah, um, I heard a little bit of Beatles in there. Yeah, that's what yeah. they started off with, with the Beatles. Very, so very, very cool. Yeah, Twan was trying to pick that one out, and he wasn't sure what that was. But, yeah, yeah the first one was the Beatles. Well, if he sure. would have listened to records when he was a kid. <laughs> right. He would have known, <laughs> known that. Right, spot on. Spot on. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll make sure we get that in the show notes because it it's, a, it's a pretty neat video. It's, I think it's, it, it is almost eight minutes long, but um, but it's just to think about the time and the effort that went into making that and uh, – and, you know, and, and I can just see that poor producer, that poor producer probably went, they came to him and said, you know, that went so well, let's do it again. And he probably went, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that one time at band camp? It might've taken you guys like, you know, 20 minutes to put that together for your part, but guess how many hours it took me to actually edit it, cut it, post it, you know? <laughs> so. And thanks to our great producer. 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 Yes. Mr. Scooter. Scooter. Scooter the man. I tell you what, I, you know, we couldn't make this possible without him. Hey, sometimes um, they're easier than others. You know, there's some weeks I, uh, I, I love this know, guy. I, I rip through it and I know, it's a piece of cake, but <laughs> sometimes the technical side of this can be. And the uh, technical and producing me at the same time. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Like, yeah. It's like, holy shit. He's like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> so, well, you know, and you know, and, and, and truth you know, be told, I mean, there's a lot, you know, that people don't realize. Like tonight, I didn't know if we were even going to get your mic going. I mean, just a simple yeah, mic there was problem. A, yeah, that, there was uh, a thing. 
you know, but that's just the kind of stuff that happens when you start playing with live audio. And uh, there's just all kinds of weirdness and strangeness that, you know, it, it happens. It yeah, happens. beyond our control sometimes. But there's no reason to get pissed off over it. You just fix it no. and work your way through it. And no. hopefully next, the, the show goes week. on. And, and exactly. The show must go on. The show must go on. Freddie Mercury said but the show must go on. He did too. Yeah. Well, if you want something to get pissed off about, no. Come I, on. No. Come on. Do you want me to go on a rant? Because I'll go on a freaking rant, man. I don't give a shit right well, now. Well, y- you know. Everybody in the studio is eating and drinking and f- farting and blah, 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 and everything like that. And we got a show to do. And uh, you want me? I swear to God, don't do it, dude. Don't <laughs> do it, dude. Well, you understand the situation our country's in right now and uh, that we've been waiting on the on the House to get together with the Senate to make sure that they put legislation together for the next stimulus bill that's supposed to be helping small businesses and helping the common man and, and you know, put, put some packages together to help everybody get through this coronavirus, um, you know, cause and effect of the economy and, and all those things. And what does he say? Oh, we're not going to do any of that until we get the new next president. And she came on and I was like, wow. Well, what they worked on but we this knew week, that. did you know what they worked on this week? They got their legislation taken care of so they could pass the uh, legislation to decriminalize marijuana at the federal level. I understand that. And then and they, talked also, about that they also about the drugs. the, the uh, Lions and Tigers bill um, about whether the Lions and Tigers should be legal um, in, 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 in at the federal level for people to have Lions and Tigers as pets. Okay. So those are, yeah, those are- I mean, the, these are big issues. They are I big mean, issues. They, these yeah, are I, things I, that could slow progress down. I, I don't think you understand how important it is to, I know. to make know, sure I, that the I, federal government decides whether people can own Lions and Tigers or not. So- um, yeah, you know, it, that should have been first priority when well, I can't believe know. they didn't work on that before they worked on the marijuana bill. But, you know, who wants a bunch of <laughs> stone tigers and lions and bears? Oh, my running around. You know, I mean, just, no, you can't have it. You know, I mean, this saying. is a concern. So this is you, a major concern. I'm concerned right now. Well, if don't worry about you it. You got if you're me a, started, If man. you're a small business owner sitting there waiting, wondering if you're oh, going to yeah. get any assistance for your failing business. Or a as, medium. As you're locked down and closed up. Listen, listen. Listen, Linda. <laughs> I'm going to let you continue. I knew I could but, get him going. No, but I'll let you continue. And it's not just the small. It's the medium. And that's what they True. said. It is the small and medium businesses that they want to shut down. So not no, not that you're just a small business. You got a medium business, which was part of the middle class, which we know has been erased erratically forever, basically. And now you have a middle class and a small class gone forever. <laughs> I hear you. Shut down. I hear you. Take the monetary system away from those people. And what do you leave them? The 10%, the 1%, and the 1% of the 1%. And that's who you're listening to, folks. And if you let them freaking override all of us, we have the numbers. They don't have shit, all right? We have the numbers. Do not let them control us. But continue, please. Well, and I can tell you because uh, the robot bartender just shared, she was reading an article uh, earlier this week. And I believe, if I remember right, I think it was in Michigan alone, um, I think that number we was. We have been on the in, news in, a lot. In, in Michigan alone? Michigan. Two, there was already to this point 2,000 restaurants and bars that have closed permanently. Permanently. And have no, no chance, uh, They're not no intention back. of ever coming back. 2,000. You are correct. Just in Michigan alone. Can you imagine the 
the devastation that has happened to these people and where 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 are their livelihoods going absolutely from, from now on absolutely i mean what avenue do you uh pursue everything that you put your heart and dreams and you know into the small business in it and then have uh this virus you know per se that has been predetermined from 2012 but i can get into a bunch of stuff but it's like you know this thing has been put into action and it's very scary that they're they're taking our livelihoods away i mean obviously last show was called the problem shouldn't be bigger than the solution or the solution shouldn't be, shouldn't be worse than, than the problem worse than the problem correct and now we're in a, a predicament as to where what are we going to do next you know who do you have uh, uh one two family homes now three family homes that uh, need to support each other just buying what they can get by on you know and and it's sad you know that we are driven into poverty or i understand that poor is a state of mind and you know you see it on the uh, biblical things uh where you go you know poor is a state of mind no poor is real homelessness is real and the wealth of this nation um is not distributed even evenly even though that we have a i understand that yes this is the land of opportunity but when you see what's going on in america right now it is sickening and saddening at the same time in a lot of cases yes you're absolutely and when correct. you and when you psychoanalyze and you look at what's going on even if it hasn't affected your town still at the same time it will creep and affect your lifestyle one way or another as it has to many other people when people show up and riot and uh, try to storm your house and you try to defend it and you're the guilty ones for pulling out your guns the other thing i did see on the tv um which was that a home invader um went into a house waited for the homeowner to get home she heard something in the attic and she pulled out she was a cpl holder <laughs> this guy was in her house and she confronted him and said hey i don't know what you're doing here and she shot him <laughs> and he went to the hospital now he's gonna live but on that side of the crappy news and the crappy media reporting this was one thing that was actually kind of cool for me to watch on the news that was not affiliated with bipartisan or partisan crap that's going on with the media and whoever they're affiliated with doesn't matter but it was one thing that i actually thank god somebody actually reported the truth what was going on because she she was a cpl holder shot a guy that was trying to invade and burglarize their home in detroit and she did the right thing within her rights sure and they put it on the news and i was like thank you man thank you good thing she wasn't a cop i'm just saying <laughs> bro I, I you know you. it was like it's a it's a civil citizen you know protecting her house protecting her rights did within her legal rights you know shot someone that's what you deserve when you f up and try to mess with people man i don't know here's the fine line with the guns and the other thing like that we we have guns to protect ourselves from tyranny and evil and when you try to disrupt that and you think you can get away with that crap people that have guns are going to shoot you it doesn't always work out you know the way the media thinks it's going to work out and the way it's reported or the way history will record it 
But we're going to protect ourselves, you know, one way or another. And I think it's coming. And that's all I got to say. And unless you got something else to say, go ahead, man. Because I'm telling you, I don't know what you need to protect yourself. You know, maybe it's a gun. Maybe it's a weapon. Maybe it's a knife or whatever. But you need to protect yourself against tyranny and evil and carjackers and whatever it is anybody that's trying to disrupt your 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 livelihood the first time any one of you makes a wrong move i'm gonna kill a whole lot of you but on the lighter side of things i uh, i got a kick out of this story i mean well not really a kick as much as it is just uh, you know kind of something the holiday spirit um and i don't know if you realized uh, the coast guard even does this but the u.s coast guard once again made its annual christmas tree ship run um from mackinac to uh chicago to deliver the Christmas trees, you know, following in that um, that tradition back in the day, um, I don't know if you if you know the original Christmas tree ship that used to do that every year and deliver Christmas trees from the UP down to the to the the, the people in need in Chicago, um, so they could have Christmas trees for their holidays because. You know, a lot of them, number one, couldn't afford them. And, and number two, it's pretty tough to get Christmas trees around the Chicago area because there's just not a whole lot of uh, pine trees, you know, growing around that area. But, um, but yeah, so they, they just to carry on the tradition, um, the U.S. Coast Guard is still carrying on this because ever since the Christmas tree ship sank in, in uh, November of 1912, um, the, the U.S. Coast Guard is actually kind of picked up the ball if you will and and uh is delivering 1200 uh yeah i think almost 1200 christmas trees down to chicago just to carry on that tradition so just kind of a neat uh a neat holiday story as we get closer to the holidays to know that that uh you know they the, the u.s coast guard of all people is carrying that tradition on so so very cool very cool just uh no i dig it man i mean you know i lived in florida back and you know i i i got down there in uh 86 and uh yeah, you didn't see a Christmas tree, you know, anywhere. Everything was palm trees and sure. lit up or whatever. Yeah. But uh, on the corner of uh, Summerlin and McGregor, which I was right around the corner from, um, which was an empty lot, and uh, some guy showed up one year and put up these tents and had Christmas trees. And I was like, really, wow. man? You know, I mean, we're down in the southwest, you know, corner of the world, man. Sure. And... This guy shows up with a real pine Christmas tree, man. You know, I'm talking like blue spruces. Probably and, a great and idea. Pines, and you know, we put up a real Christmas tree in Florida, Southwest Florida, 90 degree, 80 degree weather, and we had a real Christmas tree, dude. Isn't that something? It was pretty cool, and, you know. And then probably for the, we did, I don't even know what we decorated it with, but it was like probably, probably beer cans. like. Probably like beer cans and loser lottery tickets that kind of shimmered with the lights. That if you right. get any lights, you know, because the lottery loser lottery tickets were a great idea for like some shimmering uh, little sparkles. Yeah, yeah, it's better than better than glitter. I, I'm telling you, man. I I had a one Christmas tree, man. You know, it was like it was like unscratched off uh, lottery tickets, and then we all scratched off the lottery tickets one year. We couldn't even afford a Christmas tree next year. Well, because of the Florida lottery, <laughs> probably for the, the you know, Floridians, I mean, you know, that it's not really that big of a deal of a tradition because they're not used to it. Like you say, they're, no, they're I used know. to they not don't know it. what to do, but you know, for, they, uh, they do light up the palm trees and the other things. I mean, it's traditional, sure. but it's not 
traditional to the the Midwest or the Northwest, right? Uh, how we do things. No, you know, no. Yeah. But for a Michigander living down there, for, to, to find you know to find that guy that's yes. smart enough to come up and set up real pine trees, right, and, right, right, and, and right, right. Give you the option to have a real tree. That's that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, that's probably yeah. probably so, very cool. Yeah, I jumped right at the first chance. I was like, dude, we got to have this Charlie Brown Christmas tree all mangled from New York or wherever <laughs> it came from. I don't know how it got its way down here, but I'll take that one for twenty bucks. Yep. You know, there you go. And it was pretty cool. And we put it up and. You know, very cool. You know, we had Christmas, and it's very weird smelling pine needles in in Southwest Florida. Oh, I bet. You know, I bet, especially in your house for a Christmas tree, a live Christmas tree, because it just doesn't happen. Yep. Talk about alternate realities. <laughs> it's, 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 you ain't getting a pine. You ain't getting a Christmas tree pine. You know, yeah, that went on for maybe a couple of years, something like that. And then there was just one year. It's like we were just so bummed. We were right across from Albertsons, and uh, there was no Christmas trees there this year. Okay, you know, I was like, wow. Okay, well, something happened. You know, I don't, I don't know what happened, but something happened. Right. And um, the guy never showed up again. Yeah, that'd probably so. be a pretty good business model for uh, for somebody, especially if he, if if a guy True were to story. know the, know the areas that a lot of Michigan people go for the winter or that have transplanted to. If you know yeah. those, those hot spots, that'd probably be a great business model to go. No, that was uh, a to true, go sell pine trees. In those that's areas. a true story, yeah, man. For that's sure, a true story. There you go. There you go. There's your yeah, uh, vac- vacuuming up uh, pine needles with your, uh, <laughs> and then you got that smell in your vacuum cleaner for like six months after right. that, and it was like every time you go to vacuum, you still smell the pine tree, you know, in your vacuum that's blown around, <laughs> you know, those little uh, nano particles uh, from the, you know, Christmas or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's better than very, dust mites. Yeah, very cool. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm Mike Liddell. <laughs> well, how about this? You know, obviously we lost Alex Trebek, and uh, have you seen who's in the running to take over uh, his position on Jeopardy? Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan was not on the list oh. that I've seen so far. Okay. Uh, but you will get a kick out of some of the ones that are on the list. Please humor me. Okay. Well, uh, first of all, throw, uh, Betty White. Uh, nah, she get, <laughs> she won't last two years. <laughs> she should have been yep. dead. Betty White's on the list. How about the most she popular should've. winningest person ever, Ken Jennings? No, he won't do it. He's too gay. He actually, I believe, is is uh, filling in this week as a, as a temporary tryout. But uh, Ken Jennings is one of the ones on the list. He's the stupidest, smartest guy I know. How about one of your favorite CNN guys, Anderson Cooper? And I then really a, don't care. And then, of course, I... uh, Jeff Stephanopoulos. George Sniffleopolis, Sniffleopolis, yeah, I think he's gay too, so yeah, that's not going to happen, uh, but whatever. Alex I mean, Faust, not familiar with him, apparently he's a sports broadcaster in nobody Los cares. Angeles. But, nobody cares, nobody uh, cares. And then we've Move got uh, Laura Coates, who is a- Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> okay. Yep. And then, I. this is my favorite, how about LeVar Burton? Oh, LeVar. Yeah. From, well, he's one of the smartest- uh, he was on, He is uh, pretty intelligent. He is. He's like up there. Um what was uh what was the kid show that he did or something with the uh oh my god, what was the what was the what was the white guy's name? Hey. Oh goodness, I'm not even sure you're talking I I can only picture him from Star Trek. No, I, he was not from Star Trek. He was Yeah, he's he was uh, in the next generation. No, he did the uh leper lepers and uh zoo and uh he did like a uh animal show. Lamar, and then he went over to um, Star somewhere. Trek. No, <laughs> before all that, he did a kids' <laughs> show, man, on Sundays. It was like 
He did zoos with like uh, lemurs and I I, I said lepers. <laughs> uh, Things are falling off of me, man. I lepers. I can't. Don't touch me. You know. But uh, no, he was. You know, yeah. He had he had his own little show, man. Um, all about it or whatever. Or something like that, and then there was the, uh, but him and the, uh, him and the other, uh, uh, Bill Nye, the uh, Bill Nye, right? Bill Nye. He he didn't play Bill Nye. No, I'm just Bill, telling. Bill Nye's you. a white guy. I understand that, but I'm telling you, <laughs> Bill Nye and uh, Lamar the guy? Uh, did the uh, did a show. They were on the same kind of show together. You know, I had kids. So Transformers I know. is that yeah, the one you're thinking? No, of? dude, I'm telling you. There was something way before that. It was uh, it was like uh, it was like some zoo show, and then there was like Bill Nye, the, the science guy, and then uh, Lamar, and uh, they were all on on Sunday, you know, right together. And it was kind of even if you had kids or didn't have kids, I mean, even if you were bored out of your mind, you Captain didn't have Planet kids or whatever, you know, you, you you'd watch this stuff on Sunday, you know, uh, Lamar gargoyles. No, quit, <laughs> just stop. Batman. Are you just pulling random stuff out of your I, beard? I'm actually reading his his I got, uh, his I got, resume, so <laughs> no, just, I, uh, I, got, I got trying to help you out here, I but got, uh, <laughs> I got I got fleas in my beard. Well, and, uh, you sure they're not dust mites? No, I mean I, I was hanging out with the uh, guy from uh, Sex Pistols, and uh, I think I got some fleas. <laughs> you've in, been you've been uh, petting my... petting Johnny squirrels. Well, I was I was feeding some raccoons some hot dogs the other day and uh, got in a little bit of trouble. And uh, I bought 100 hot dogs. There's like 60 raccoons. This is where we're going. So anyway. I heard that story last week. I know. Johnny Rotten. Yeah. 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 A little flea bite. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. Thanks oh, I got to nail you with there that one. Thanks for listening to the show. <laughs> I did listen to the show. Good boy. All right. What else you got? Who's a good boy? I'm a good boy. Who's a good boy? Are you going to watch the uh, new uh, Hulk Hogan biopic that they're uh, coming out with? Response to what? The Helmsworth uh, Pythons? No, the new uh, Hulk Hogan biopic that they're doing. Okay. All right. So not for mayor? No, no, I'm not. I'm just trying to think, man, how old is this guy now? Hulk Hogan? He's got to be in his 70s. He's got to be. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, at least. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what his age is. All right. So what? we're making a Hulk Hulk Hogan comeback? No, a biopic. Oh. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I'd like to see Hulk Hogan fight Mike Tyson. That'd be good. <laughs> I'm down with that, man. Let's get in the ring, you know, bitches. You know, let's see what's going on. You know, I'm down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here it is. I'll call it out right now. Hulk Hogan versus Mike Tyson right now for charity. There you go. I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't know. Right. But, yeah, it's fine. All right. Fair it's, it's fine. Fair enough. What's your deep diving in there, big bro? What uh, What do you want? What you got? Is it, is it time for to, to move on to the deep dive? No, I know. Let's do one more. Let's just uh, let's mock something like so hard. We will just <laughs> mockery of democracy so hard. We will just spin this off into the, the into Jupiter's orbit. The latest OxyContin maker, uh, Purdue Pharma, you know, they've been in court over all the drug issues. Did you see that they pleaded guilty and got charged hundreds of thousands uh, for the hundreds of thousands of deaths over the past two decades? Sure did. They Same just, with yeah. um, uh, Zytec or Zyrtec or whatever it is. I mean, yep. 
obviously when you watch these commercials that are like, oh, this will cure the one thing, but they got the 20 side effects. I mean, how can you not be pre-warned? How could you not know that this would happen? Well, that was the Purdue Pharma was more about the, you know, the oxycodone, um, you know, issues that we've been dealing with over the last, you know, 10 years. And they actually got sentenced with uh, 8.3 billion in penalties and forfeitures. Um, I got that, man. It's sitting in my bank. Uh, I got a guy named Fred, <laughs> and uh, he's pretty good and managed my money. So I, I trust him. All right. Very, yeah. very good. Right. Very good. No, I mean, no, I mean, I mean, if I gotta, I gotta pay eight point three billion dollars, I just, I just write a check. Just write a check. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. No big deal. You know. All right. Well, <laughs> on that so, note, sorry, bro. <laughs> I mean, it's just so. <laughs> on that hot. note. All right. Look here. Here's my point, and here's why I'm laughing, and it's it's no laughing matter, but. If you have eight point three billion dollars to or million or whatever, you know, pleads guilty in a pharmaceutical case, um, obviously you're making more money off of killing people than you are than saving people with your medicine. And I'm sorry, uh, it's just it's a truism, and I, I don't like it. I don't like seeing these commercials on TV where. Real people have real problems, and you offer them a little bit of hope for your pharmaceutical medication that they should take, and then all of a sudden that they realize that it's garbage or it's junk or you get side effects, and then you have uh, one thing that might cure you, but you have 20 different side effects. How can we get back on the right track? Exactly. How do we get back on the right track? Exactly. I mean, that's... That's the empathy I feel for the rest of the world, man, because I'm part of that world and I'm getting pissed off every freaking day that these freaking people lie to us all the time. We are at the we are at a generation where the truth has been watered down just like the weakness of this generation because they about have all been <laughs> <laughs> They've been pussified and lied to. I just, I just don't like it anymore. And that's all, right. all I gotta say. Well, thanks for keeping up with the topic. It's. Uh... <laughs> I'm just saying. I just really think that the the righteousness of, you know, things will prevail. It always is. You can't lie your way to the top. You can sleep your way to the top or whatever the fuck you do. But you know what? You can't. You can't lie your way to the top. It's not going to happen. Well, on that note, uh, I guess uh, we'll head for the the deep dives. I did one on your sister. (laughs) Wow. Okay, then. (laughs) I cannot say the same. All right. Oh, that's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. That's a yeah. That's a that's a. It's only comical if you're in the studio right now and you know what's going on. But yeah, yeah. I do have a sister. You do. I don't even know if you have a sister. I do. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to say that. Yeah, probably not. I, she probably not. she begged me because I believe she begged I, me. I believe not to my say uh, my sister's husband is one of our listeners of the podcast. So yeah, that, she, that, that, she, that that should be interesting to see how that all works out for you. She but. begged me not. <laughs> to say anything i swear to 
Well, I have a deep dive that I guarantee that you uh, have never heard before, and probably half of bullshit. Half of our listeners are going to go. This is a million time I've world? said bullshit since November fifth. You want me to keep saying it? I'll say bullshit, 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 bullshit. What do you got? A band? I, uh, a band I've never heard of? Yep, yeah, I'm pretty sure you've never heard this band. Pretty sure. So we were we were actually uh, in the uh, in, hanging out last night, and somehow we got in a conversation about banjo. And it just kind of reminded me as I was digging through trying to find this and share this with everybody um, when we were talking about the banjo. Um, this is a little something that I'm going to play for you from a group called the Riverboat Ramblers. Oh, too soon. There we go. Sounds like Chris is singing. Well, actually, it's not Chris. That is my grandma. <laughs> Fantastic. Yep. Not bad. My grandma is so extremely talented. Uh, it, it's just amazing. Um, she's played that banjo all of my life. And um, so this probably goes back, uh, I believe this is back from 2016 uh, when they when they did this, uh, this video. But um, grandma playing all her life, you know, after, after grandpa passed, um, you know, kind of was looking for, you know, things to do to keep herself busy, keep herself occupied. Sure. And she ended up, uh, getting together with a group of other elderly musicians, you know, in her age bracket. And, uh, it was, the joke always was the riverboat ramblers, uh, back then the youngest, the youngest member of the band was 64. So, <laughs> are you kidding me? No, I swear to God. I mean, every one of them was over sixty-four, awesome. and that was the spring chicken. You know, the sixty-four-year-old. I think. Uh, hey, you're too young. Team. You need to get out of here. Exactly. How old are you? Yeah, exactly. I'm sixty-three. It's like, no, you got to go. But they just they beat it. They they did a great job, and they would play. Um, they would play at the Blue Goose, which I'm sure you're familiar with down there in uh, St. Clair Shores. And uh, they played at the uh, Whoopi Bowl in Mount Clemens often. They did a lot of you know special events and and, and things, but. Uh, but yeah, it was just more for fun than anything. I don't think they made a ton of money to play at the Blue Goose, but uh, yeah, it, they, it don't matter. They they were there once a month, and you know, um, I'm sure they didn't care. Either. It was great. We used to go down there and watch them play often. You know, as often as we could, we'd get down there and watch watch the group. But uh, yeah, man, Grandma, you pulled that one out. I did. I man, did. Just because awesome. we were talking about it last night, and, and pretty uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's my grandma when she was still part of the Riverboat Ramblers. So live at the Blue Goose. All right, well, hey, I don't mean to cut you, but we're going to do a shot to your grandmother. Perfect. I, Perfect. I, I like it. I got to go see her one of these days because she's your not grandma. a spring chicken anymore, but no. uh, she is still with us. So Karenak yeah. has a great grandma. Very, very good stuff, man. All right, let's do one. Kind of, kind of. I can't believe that somebody's got you. You got a video. Where'd you Where'd you get the video and the audio? So the so the Blue Goose actually. I don't know if you know this. Um, have you ever been to the Blue Goose? It's, um, it's right had, down there in St. Clair Shores, right on my, uh, Jefferson. My dad's brother used to work 
down that way. Okay. In some bars. Yeah. And vaguely, I remember hearing something about that. So the Blue Goose does a lot, well, not anymore, nobody does anything anymore, but they've always done a lot of live entertainment. And the Blue Goose has had um, some of the greatest local musicians and the greatest bands come through their doors. And so they stream, I believe it's Live Detroit. Um, there's a there's a, a, a separate channel that, um, you know, it's kind of like their local broadcasting channel. Um, but they stream just about everything that goes on live with the Blue Goose, uh, you know, from whatever bands that Nothing are there. Nothing wrong so, with that. No. So, so yeah. So you can find uh, you can find all kinds of great. And if you actually ever get a chance to go search on, on YouTube or, uh, you know, on Blue Goose's website, you can find a lot of great bands on there um, live at the Blue Goose in, in just a real, it's a real small arena. You know, it's not a big bar at all. I think she just inspired me to play the banjo. It, she's awesome. I might trade she my guitar is awesome. for a banjo. And she's not playing in the band anymore, but she is still playing. When we were at the cottage this year, she actually got the banjo out while we were sitting up on the deck and started strumming, strumming the banjo. And, I uh, might pull a Jimi Hendrix and start playing the banjo with my teeth. <laughs> I swear to God, man. I'll take them out or put them in or whatever you guys want me do man just for <laughs> just for shits and giggles man so, it'd be fun just a, something a little different i know that's but probably I like, I, uh, I, not I, for I, everybody but uh just to relate it to the fact that, that is scooter's grandma that uh that is playing the banjo and singing so just a little something fun we got a we got a little bit of music talent in my family so it uh yeah very very neat very neat and good memories there we uh we had some good times down there why wouldn't you man absolutely that's the best time absolutely so, you know so. just having fun with family and friends man. absolutely you know? yeah yeah Good can't trade can't trade that stuff no 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 it was it was uh, almost Nick, like a family get-together whenever the riverboat ramblers Silver, were Silver at uh, the Go, blue goose yeah, <laughs> we'd have a family reunion almost because uh there'd be there'd be times there'd be a lot of us there and sometimes a few of us but uh yeah neat times neat times kind of miss those days so how very, about you very very, what, uh, very, very cool. where'd you uh, dig into for your deep dive this week man you guys don't want to know nothing about this man um, <laughs> let me dig this up for a minute man give me um give me 20 seconds 20 seconds yeah go all right here we go bad 1972 gary wright now i got another one after this one by the same guy I listened to this album last night, doing stuff around my house. My uh, actual album. I random pulled shit out of my 3,000 albums. All right, so I actually listened to this album, man. Gary Wright, man. Pretty cool. Yep. Last from the past, 1972, right? So what else? Uh, not whatever else you got, but you got to check out what else I got. Same guy, right? Remember this song? Uh, Love is Alive. Love is Alive. 
And that's which one? Gary Wright, My Love is Alive. My Love is Alive. <laughs> I know. Yeah, those were the two great songs. I mean, if you had a 45 and you had Love is Alive and right? uh, Dream Weaver, that thing's got to be <laughs> worth some money, man. <laughs> I mean, only honestly, if you have the sleeve. Only if you had the sleeve. And we yep. talked about that. We we did a little 45 jam up in here, man. We uh, plugged in the we plugged in the uh, actually uh, record player. Yeah. Yeah. And we sang our asses off. And that's what I week. said. My friend brought over all those 45s, and I, and I said, if she had all the sleeves for those 45s, there's probably a pile of money sitting there. You, you ain't know? lying. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I don't I, I don't know. I don't think you're probably going to get, you know, without the sleeves, probably more than, you know, maybe three or four bucks, a, 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 you know, a, a disc. But, uh, yeah, who knows? But, uh, yeah, who that knows? was a flashback, though. Yeah, there was some fun. <laughs> the Candyman can. Candyman can. Uh <laughs> Uh, Billy Joel, it's my life. There's like, some good ones. We'll yeah. uh, we'll get those on the show. I you know yeah, I, I save some of them and mark some of them, and that we'll uh, we'll re- we'll record those and and digitize them for her. And you uh, recorded and our singing. I did uh, record some of that. I don't know uh, if that'll ever be available to the public. Potential, yeah, might have the, to but, might have to pay for it to hear it. <laughs> but uh, uh, it is our potential of singing. I think uh, um, uh, rise to the occasion. <laughs> I think it was uh, with a drunken I, influence. Uh, I think we did pretty good, man. Uh, we had the robot bartender, me. And uh, Scooter, and uh, man, we just sang our hearts out, man. Yep. It was fun. Yeah, We did a little Pink Floyd. Uh, uh, there was Sammy, a lot of singing and dancing. Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. I mean, uh, some Rod Stewart. Uh, he doesn't want to admit that, but. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, man, Billy Joel. There's on a lot of stuff that was just in on the archives on. on some 45s. Yep. I couldn't believe that Alice Cooper uh you know, you remember me? I was hugging. I was hugging that forty-five. I was like, "No, this is mine." Yeah, I know it. And it was like uh, Alice Cooper was on forty-five. Uh, you can go to hell. Yeah, like, that's God. right. I do remember that. You one. Remember that? Yeah. Cranking. Yeah. I was like, "God dang, dude!" Alice Cooper's got something on forty-five. I was like, "Bravo, man! That is me." <laughs> I'm interested. I'm not going home. I'm staying here all night. <laughs> <laughs> and so you did, and I did. I stayed in the studio all yeah. night. Man. Last we, week's last week's show turned into a to a all night event. It was a karaoke <laughs> showdown in the garage, and we had a blast, man. I'll never trade that for anything. And we might release that uh, in in the potential future. There's a ton you of know, recordings there. So there's a we did. Record. I was like, are we recording? Yeah, we recorded. We recorded a lot. I, I remember mean, that. I was like, are we recording? I'm like. If we're not, you better, you better, <laughs> you better record us, man, because this is good stuff, man. Listen to 45s. Who else does that? Right, right. In their garage. I mean, on a podcast. Nobody does that. Yeah. I mean, we're the only ones, man. You should be thankful. You should be paying us to listen to this stuff. I'm just saying. No. I hear you. I hear uh, you. The monetary thing, it, it doesn't matter, man. As long as you're all having fun, I, I give a shit about the fucking monetary shit, man. It, it's... You know what? I don't. So how'd you do with your top 11 tonight? Did you bring one of those? Oh, dude, man. You don't even want to know, man. I got thongs and hoes and holes and everything that rhymes with nothing and something. And <laughs> Yeah. I We spent a little time in the studio with this one, man. It's, yep. It, yeah. It, it's, it's disapproval, approval. It doesn't matter. You know, we just spout off, you know, random <laughs> bullshit all we want, you know. And... Uh, I noticed that listening to the show that I haven't got through a top 11 in the last five shows. 
Yeah, and, yeah. Usually by the time and, it gets to this point of the show, you uh, you, you you tend to struggle with the top eleven a little bit. Well, uh, you and, keep uh, feeding me shots and getting me effed up, man. And you know what? I just you know lose track. And it was like, yeah, I had every good intention. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll bring the joke of the week. And it's peanut butter. All right. Well, what do you got for a top 11 tonight, Preacher Man? What do I got? What do you got? I got requested to my number one that I was going to start out with. I got requested from uh, Juan to do. Is there a Chinese guy here somewhere? Put that to my my 11 and started he he decided that that wasn't good enough to start off with and uh, i should say that for last gotcha all right right. so anyway all right so if i skip that um um if we go to number two that i put on list it would be the beatles i want to hold your hand what do you think i change the lyrics to i'm not guessing because this is the i change the lyrics segment of the show you don't know yeah no venture venture guess i mean anything I want to hold your thong. No? You know what, Juan? F you. I'm starting out with number one. Here we go. I This is this is my show, all right? You were supposed to, you were going to get, you were going to get in on the show. I haven't heard your voice once. You're sitting over there mocking and uh, laughing at me, you know. And I asked you, I went through this stuff earlier and, you know, thought it was all right, so. Anyway, I'm going back to number one. Here's the number one title change of all songs. Here we go. Don't let your son go down on me. (laughs) Elton John, of course. All right. All right. Do you want to play trivia? No, because I, I. No, we're doing the top eleven right now. I know, but I I can change I can I can change the top eleven. You just and, you just roll with it. All right, just roll with it. <laughs> it was like, all right, here's here's the Beatles. I'll, listen, obviously he doesn't want to play trivia with me, and then, then I got to explain to why he changes songs or the titles of the song. You should get them, but then I I don't want to have to self-explain it to him to you know because it's not funny after that. So anyway, number two. <laughs> I want to hold your thong. I want to hold your thong. Nice. The Beatles. I got it. All right. I got I, it. I know, but it, hand. You didn't. I want to hold your want, hand. You didn't want to. You didn't want to play. I understand. All right. Number three. Allison Chains. Down in her hole, losing control. Number four. I'm gonna go back to 1979. Robert Hubert. Remember this one? I don't think I do. Everybody thought it was like maybe uh, like Barry Mantle or something, but it, it's not Barry Mantle. It's uh, if you like penis and colitis. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that one? Penis colitis. Pina colitis or <laughs> pina. I can't even. You know what? I can't even say it right now. I, I, <laughs> it's like I understand. You know, number four. Pina Coladas. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you say it right, it's still wrong. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, yeah, it's like you know what? Even I, right at, when it's right, it's not. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> I'll just have a strawberry daiquiri. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Cindy Lopper. Can you guess this one or no? 
Uh, I was not a big Cindy Lauper fan. Sorry. I, um, well, neither was I, but I thought this was funny. It was uh, Time After Time. Time After Time. I changed the title song to Lime After Lime. <laughs> lime After Lime. What usually happens when I start getting to the Jack and Cokes. I know, but it's funny. <laughs> I mean, every time you hear that song, I mean, even it pops up in the jukebox wherever you're at, and it's like, Lime After Lime. You know, just... <laughs> Just change the lyrics and just watch people around you like, really? And I'm like, no, really? You played the freaking song. I had to listen to it. I'm going to change the lyrics on purpose just to F you up. All right, so there you go. Baby. Baby. All right, so uh, Led Zeppelin. Uh, which one do you think I got for Led Zeppelin? First album. Cashmere. First, no, first album, first song on the on the one side. Can't help you. Whole lot of love. Whole lot of love. What do you think I changed the lyrics to? Uh, naked babies in the yard. No, that was <laughs> got a whole lot of drugs. Oh yeah, there you go. A whole lot of drugs. Sounds about right. That's probably what the name of the song was originally, and they thought, now we shouldn't do that. Well, you need cooling. What do you think number eight's at? Um, I'll give you the band. Tommy and the Muffins. Tommy and the Two Tops? Yeah, Tommy Two Tops and the Muffin Man. Tommy and the Headlights? <laughs> Put your bra back on. All right, sorry. All right. Every hoe has a thong. True that. Poison. It's a, it's a poison thong. It's a poison thong. It's a poison song. Poison thong. Man, you just made a rap battle with your chair when you were scooting over. It's like, but da 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 and then you got the fly swatter out, man. It was like it was like almost some. Uh, I'm rapping. It was like a almost rhythmic thing, man. I was uh, super impressed by that. It's like every hoe has a thong, you know. All right, but number nine. Let's face it, we are a bunch of goofy motherfuckers. <laughs> we know it. Guess who this one's by? I just called to say. Sounds like Stevie. I'm leaving. <laughs> no? Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. All right. Number 10. What do you think it is? Uh, the rap battle between uh, Tone Loke and um, Ice-T. Eminem. Oh. Oh, so close. Oh, so close. Yeah. You're so close, man. Yeah. So close. Number 10. It'd be the police. Every little thing she does is magic. Every little thing she turns me on. I changed the lyrics. Every little thing she does is tragic. Every little thing she does piss me off. <laughs> it's that easy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can change the lyrics. I'm sure Sting would have liked to sung that one that way to a at couple it, of a women any, in his life also. At any time. I mean, you know, I'm going to save a bunch of bonus questions for uh, things for this. But uh, number 11 uh, would be another... Uh, don't know what you got till it's gone. Everybody knows that song, yes. Cinderella. Well, here I change the lyrics. It's like I don't know what I got from your thong. <laughs> <laughs> True that. I mean, we're talking the eighties, you know. So whatever. Yeah. All right. So here's here is two top of number eleven that I haven't changed the titles to, that are 
Just kind of funny. All just by themselves. All right. Michael Jackson. Yes. Can you name name it or no? Beat it. <laughs> I didn't have to do nothing. Ain't nobody you know, got to change a thing. All I would do is change it is like, eat it. Just eat it. You know. I think Weird Al did that version. I, that's what I mean. I'm it's, pretty it's, sure. Yeah, it's not that funny. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, here's the other one. Which is funnier than beat it in your eyes. <laughs> What's in your eyes? In your eyes. <laughs> What's in your eyes? In your eyes. <laughs> you can do your own math after that. I'd rather not. Eh. Oh, snap. Got to break out my bridge card. Yep. I'm going to snap somebody <laughs> off, man. Little joke of the week, I think it's time for. Little snafu. Snafu. Little joke of the week brought to you by Hightower Meats at 810-434-6188. How's Mr. Hightower doing these days? Well, you can't beat his meat. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, he's the only one that can. <laughs> well, that's probably a, that's probably a good choice. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how his newly founded wife would feel if anybody else tried to. But, Welcome uh, to the married life. Yeah, there you go. You can yeah. eat it, but you just can't. All of a beat sudden, it. you get married, and there's rules. Well, the slogan is you can eat it, but you just can't beat it. I found one this week that I kind of followed up with uh, your theme a little bit. It's a uh, it's a little bit of a longer one, but uh, but I but I but I like where it goes, and I think it'll fit along very nicely with uh, some of your uh, top eleven and the other conversations you've had tonight. But uh, okay, this is the horse and the chicken. Is it a is it a good, good joke to tell while you're playing horseshoes or no? Uh, you could, you okay. could, yeah, All right. All right. yeah, All right. So on the farm lived a chicken and a horse, both of whom loved to play together. One day, the two were playing, and the horse fell into a bog and began to sink. Scared for his life, the horse whinnied for the chicken to go get the farmer for help. Off the chicken ran. Back to the farmhouse, searching for the farmer, but to no avail because the farmer had gone into town with only the tractor. Suddenly, the chicken spied the farmer's new BMW Z3. Finding the keys inside... The I don't even have one of those. I don't either. But finding the keys inside, the chicken sped off with a length of rope, hoping he still had time to save his friend's life. Back at the bog, the horse was surprised, but happy to see the chicken arrive in the shiny new BMW, and the horse managed to get a hold of the rope and the chicken to that the chicken tossed to him. After tying the other end of the BMW's bumper, the chicken slowly drove forward with the aid of the powerful car and rescued the horse. Mm. Happy and proud, the chicken drove the BMW back to the farmhouse, and the farmer was none the wiser when he returned. The bond between the two animals was cemented. Best buddies. Best pals. But a few weeks later, the chicken fell into a mud pit. And soon, she too began to sink. Cried out to the horse to save her life. The horse thought for a moment. Walked over. Straddled the large mud pit. Looking underneath, he told the chicken to grip his penis. And he would lift him up out of the pit. The chicken got a good grip. And the horse pulled her up out, saving her life. It's not going to work. The moral of the story, when you're hung like a horse, you don't need a BMW to pick up chicks. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Didn't see it coming. It was a long one, but it's a I good one. I didn't see it coming, man. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but
Yeah, there you go. That's good stuff. <laughs> I man. thought you'd like that one. No, that was good. No, I I enjoyed that one. Like I say, there's a few of the longer ones in there, but no, some it's of them, worth, man, it's 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 worth the wait to get to the punchline. It was worth waiting for. It. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, was for pretty sure. Good, for sure. So yeah. Moral of the story, moral of life. <laughs> you don't need the a BMW archives. if you're hung from a, hung like a horse. So, the archives. You better buy a BMW. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a little harder. <laughs> a little harder to pick up chicks. <laughs> I like your stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. I thought you'd like that one. All right. So, what else you got this week? Anything? Uh, anything we didn't cover? Or anything? Uh, um, anything we missed? I mean, I, uh, I guess, you know, I mean, not to, not to put a heavy, heavy ending on the show, but, um, you know, we talked about, you know, we talked about this a little bit, but, um, you and I talked about this a couple weeks ago with, uh, with what you went through and, and, and we won't name names and all that stuff, but with your establishment and the, and the people that, you know, have tested positive for COVID and have gotten sick and, and, you know, I mean, no matter what you want to think about what's going on in the world, whether you believe the data and believe the numbers and believe the bullshit, I mean, it, it still is a real thing. And it's become more real lately just from the people that we know. I mean, our guys across, I don't even know if you knew For this, sure. our guys across the street at the party store, you know, one of them's in the hospital and he finally just got out and he had it. And, you know, fortunately I talked to them. Um, to his brother today, and he's actually off, finally off the uh, the breathing machine. He's out of the hospital. He's recovering, but it's a slow process. And uh, and then we actually just found out uh, yesterday that um, um, part of the robot bartender's family, you know, somebody in her family actually, uh, uh, the hus- husband had it, and now the wife's in the hospital. So you know, it's I mean, it's there. And and I know you've you know expressed you've got a couple friends now. I mean, it's just it it keeps getting closer and closer to home. So. You know, bottom line, people. We knew it would. Whether you believe the data, whether you believe the numbers, whether you believe the bullshit, try to do the right thing and stay safe as you can. You know, we all we don't need the government to tell us what to do. We know, you know, we know the right things and the wrong things to do, and how to help protect each other. And and you know, it's uh, it's well. It's a little overwhelming and a little exaggerated what's going on out there. I you know I don't think the whole state needs to be locked down again like they just did in California. Did you see that? They actually locked California back down. Like, L.A. Like specifically. Stay at home. Um, right. Yeah, don't go out. Uh, restaurants, bars, everything. Closed. But here's the thing. Uh, we live in Michigan, and if you can see your breath through the mask, it's it's still going through the mask, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it just... True that. No, True that. I mean, really, come on, man. I mean, what keeps us this way or this way you know, from getting or not getting, but you know what? shutting down the bars and restaurants and that you have uh super supermarts that are open like walmart and you know meyer and you know two thousand visitors a day that are handling uh different things it is uh when you start to isolate people from what they're doing and then you say that they can only do this and this and this and you're the one saying it on national news and you're not following the rules go yourself because that is hypocrisy at the highest level when you don't enforce your own rules and you do the opposite of what you are enforcing your people to do or your your county your country your township or whatever it is and when you do it and when you don't do it here's the thing People are going to notice, and then they're going to fight 
and revolt. Just believe in your heart what you know what is true to do the right thing. You know, if you feel like you need to wear a mask to protect yourself against someone else and you have to go out, whether you believe in wearing a mask or not, do it for the other person. I get it. I get it. All right. I don't think personally masks protect the coronavirus. That's just me. But that's just I didn't just know me. the coronavirus needed protection. That's just me. What you need to do what you need to do is common sense. And common sense is very rare these days. Very rare this day. And when you let two thousand to three thousand people into a Walmart or a, um, a Myers, but you you open up nail salons and you know this and that. It's what you're going to see very soon is that it's unfair for these people to do this and this and this, and that they they can do that, but you can't do that. All right. Well, I think uh, I think it's just about time for us to get the heck out of here. So play that funky music, white boy. Heck yeah! It's that time. It's that time. Are you growing a beard? Um, yeah, every, uh, every year, first snow. As soon as I see the first snow, I quit shaving. And this year, I think I'm going to quit shaving, quit getting a haircut. Not that I could go get a haircut if I wanted to, but, uh, yeah, I'm just going to let it all grow. I'm going to grow every hair on my body as long as I can all over everywhere. So, leg hair? All of it. Toenail? Yeah, all of it. Toenail hair? Nose? Yeah. Ears? Yeah, all of it. Back? All of it. You're gonna come in here, and you're gonna, you're gonna you're gonna have the story about the uh, guy that had to kill uh, Bigfoot, and uh, <laughs> as we talked about earlier, great movie. If you haven't seen it, make sure you check out. I I was actually the one that killed Big <laughs> Bigfoot and Hitler. Just so you know, yep. Sam Elliott played my part in that movie. There you go. Yeah. There you, you go. You can't give Sam Elliott all the credit. So be sure to check that out. That's I killed uh, Bigfoot and. And Hitler. So. It's a true story based on the life of the uh, of the preacher man. So yeah, if you get a chance, check that out. The man who killed Hitler and Bigfoot uh, well, with uh, George Elliott. So well, guess a- this one. Uh, check out this new movie. It hasn't been released yet, but I'm the one that killed Biden and Michelle Obama. Okay. Yeah. All right. That, I'm uh, the guy. I'm the guy in the little pink tutu that had to take him. Uh, take him out. That might be. Um, that might flag some Secret Service. Uh, I know. Uh, I'm just uh, being fictitious. Just, 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 just so you know, uh, <laughs> when you get the uh, phone call. Yeah, crazy um, conspiracy that, uh, theories. Had nothing you know. to do with Scooter, and uh, had nothing to do with this guy. <laughs> He's just talking off the mic. We're just going crazy off the rails, like uh, Randy Rhodes and Ozzy Osbourne. You know. <laughs> Going off the rails. No. Uh, I'm well, just saying, you know, this is this is politically kind of based drunken politics, you know, that we're spewing off in here. And we get to speak our mind. And then again, here we go. Freedom of speech. Amendment. True that. This is what and that's we That's a whole nother conversation that we didn't get into. And no. uh, I'd love to share with you about uh, uh, about the meeting that uh, Alito, Judge Alito did um, not too long ago. And we'll just have to cover that next week. But, uh, but in the meantime, I would say that is a wrap for the week. And thank you for the new followers once again this week. It just keeps growing. So thank you, You folks. guys are awesome. Make sure you shoot us an email at mail at two guys in a bottle of. And we'll keep you posted what's going on for the end of the year. But in the meantime, we... we- are out.
don't care who makes the rules. They don't care who makes the laws. They want a new world system, and when they get it, and they achieve their goal, which they won't, because there's way too many of us to stand up and fight this power, and it's basically pathetic to the point where I can't even trust the news source that I trusted to tell me the truth. You've been lied to for your whole life. Even if somebody told you the truth, you wouldn't know it because you've been lied to your whole freaking life. So now's the time to stand up and make your own judgment. If it feels right to you, please stand up and do something. Say something or do something. I have the privilege of doing this podcast with one of my best friends, and I can say and do whatever I want. And so can you. Whether you voted for freaking Biden or Trump or whatever, the whole country needs to unify and to do what is right. And you, in your hearts, you know what is wrong. You know what is a lie. You know what is crap. You know, you know. I mean, you humans were born intentionally to be good people, but the devastation and the decreation of this country and what's founded of, it's just a bunch of crap. And the Constitution, no, there's no society that has lasted 300 years in this world. We're pushing 250. They understand that and they're going to push it forward with their agenda to continue us into the future. Well, guess what? The people that are continuing us in this future don't have a freaking future because they're freaking 80 years older and they don't know what's best or doesn't know what it is. They've been fighting. They've been career criminals for the last 40, 50 years and they don't know better. Like I said, you've been lied to your whole freaking life. The truth will prevail. You cannot lie and get away with it. I'm done. I'm all done.